This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE and get 33% off of your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. This is the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. I'd sit this one out, Pat. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. My name is, in fact, Chris Cooner. It's the name I was given on the day of my birth. First of my name, first of my house, no, second of my house, I guess, because I have an older brother. I don't know how it works with that stuff. Anyhow, uh, this guy uh, who's laughing at me uh, quite vehemently, his, his name is Paul Gibson. What's going on, man? Nothing, just a little exposition, that's all. <laughs> yeah, a little exposition, that's right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was born a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> I was born a poor black child. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm Paul Gibson, I host the Christian Rod 20 Countdown, and of course I get to hang out with Chris every week, which is a whole lot of fun, and is, is really my reason for living, I mean, let's be honest. Oh, well, wow, that's, that's pretty high praise, so uh, I guess I should say thank you for that, although... I don't know if I can ever live up to that kind of hype. Now that oh, I don't think you can either. No. But that's part of the fun. <laughs> okay. Well, now let's see here. <laughs> uh, so we had a very quiet chat room last week, but we did end up getting some comments on the uh, the video posting. So I'm going to head over there so that we can share some of that stuff with you guys. Um, Hang tight for one second. Uh, we had Mr. Noah, who said, I could be wrong, but I think NRT new release today's new, quote, positive station started as a Spotify playlist that NRT made called Music Plus. Personally, I like the idea behind the playlist. It's a mix of Christian and, quote, positive mainstream I can't be certain of the goal of the playlist. I assumed it was probably aimed at the person at the same person who listens to CCM, but also enjoys a little bit of mainstream, like filtering the objectionable content out of a movie. I could see the benefit of a radio station that curates mainstream to make it safe for the whole family. But I also see the danger of mixing sacred and secular. I think my biggest takeaway, though, is that if the real reason for listening to Christian radio is just being safe, then maybe it isn't really Christian music to begin with, just safe music. That's an interesting idea, and I've never heard somebody quite put that exact spin on it, but I kind of like it. I mean, there is something to that where it's like, it, it, I mean, it, it may be serving no other function than giving somebody something that they can listen to in the car that they can bob their head to and not have to answer awkward questions with their kids. And that really yeah. may be all the only purpose it serves. And not that that's a necessarily bad purpose, but right. it can boil down to that, I think. So one of my b- many jobs from my past was actually working at uh, an office depot, okay? And the manager there was not a believer by any stretch of the imagination. His lifestyle wasn't that of a believer um, his personality wasn't that. His attitude was not that of a believer. 
And yet I heard him getting into his car the other day, uh, or not, at, at one day, not the other day, but one day, I heard him getting into his car. And as soon as he turned his car on, I heard, K-Love. And I looked <laughs> at him and I said, I never pictured you as a K-Love listener. And he goes, well, I can't say I agree with the music, but it's so darn relaxing after a day at this crazy ah, business. Ah, ah. So, you know, that was his thing is he really enjoyed um being able to unwind on his drive home uh with Caleb because he said it was so soothing and everybody sounds so nice and so friendly. So, he's like I really really enjoyed just being able to chill out on my drive home listening to um you know, listening to Caleb. So, I I thought that was very funny. So, you know, I mean, I totally understand that aspect of things. Uh, Caleb, it's cheaper than Valium. Yes, there you <laughs> go. So, in reply to that, uh, Mr. Taylor Hohulan uh, also made a uh, rather long comment, but I think it's appropriate. So, let's you know, I, I want to read this whole thing just so that everybody gets an idea of what what he's thinking. Uh, he says, "I think you hit on something talking to Noah about why people are coming to Christian radio. I think a lot of times people's definition of Christian music is just as dependent on the reason they want to listen." To Christian music as anything else. There's, a, there's the whole wanting something, quote, safe, which is fine, so long as, number one, you don't assume that everything a Christian should think and care about will be discussed in that music, and two, you don't assume that, quote, safe means you don't still have to have your guard up a little bit against something unbiblical. Only the Bible is the Bible. Then, there are people who listen to Christian music as a way to improve their faith. But that's a pretty subjective position. I'll be honest, the new Bieber album had a couple of moments that got me thinking and nudged my faith forward a little. Others, not so much. I know a lot of listeners to this podcast get absolutely nothing out of a lot of what's playing on AC radio right now. But as a guy working at one station, I've heard some incredible stories of people making real positive changes in their lives because of this music. And then you have people who listen to Christian music because they want to think about, quote, the things of God, which is equally problematic because God is the God of everything. I think sometimes people just mean those things that are unique to the Christian faith. But if we don't learn how to incorporate our faith into the way we approach relationships, culture, and other secular things, we run the risk of ending up with a very limited view of the Christian's place in the world. Long post because this was an interesting discussion. We had long conversations at Power FM about this sort of thing. Seems like the songs Service to Christian Rock Radio were more likely to be a little more ambiguous lyrically than the songs sent to AC and even CHR. So we're constantly asking if the music was, quote, Christian enough. Weird question to ask, considering only God and that song knows if it's trusting in the substitutionary death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of its song sins, like rhyming Jesus with freeze us. <laughs> so I thought that was a good. Um, I thought that was a good post. And then Noah came back with the Christian enough question is all too real. And while I've always asked that question for myself to some degree or another, it wasn't until recently that I realized just how difficult that question is when you're answering it for someone else. 
I've gained tons of respect for the gatekeepers of Christian music, labels, and radio. I have at times resented the closed garden of the Christian music industry, but now, having been in the situation where I had to decide who is and isn't Christian enough, I realize how much wisdom and discernment is needed to make those decisions. Hats off to the DJs of Christian radio. You deserve more credit than you get. <laughs> so... Just uh, some interesting takes, stuff that wasn't able to be, uh, or stuff that typically wasn't discussed within the uh, the the podcast itself, because our chat room ended up being empty last week. But, uh, you know, I, I think that it's stuff that's still worth having a conversation about every once in a while, and just making sure that our hearts and our heads are in the right place, and that we're doing stuff based off of what we legitimately think is worth doing, and not just eschewing something because it doesn't fit our little cookie cutter ideal of what we think God or Jesus would do. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, uh, when you, when you look at who it was that Jesus ministered to, it was all the, the non believers, the people who didn't have any kind of faith in God. And Jesus himself said, I came to be a physician to the sick because the well people don't need a doctor. Now, that was kind of tongue-in-cheek because, as you learn later on, Jesus really felt like the Pharisees and the Sadducees were very sick because they were looking at religion as religion and not as the relationship that that uh, that Jesus was promoting. So I think it's kind of funny that he used that terminology when, at the same time, those guys definitely needed it. But I think his whole point in that was they already know the truth, whether they choose to act on that truth and believe in that truth and let that truth be their guide. They already have it. They, they, they know enough to where salvation is then their responsibility as far as acceptance and, and living the life. Whereas these people, they haven't heard the truth and that's who I need to reach out to. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say to that is, is also talking about the, the Pharisees really being the ones who, who were, you know, um, very sick as well is that they had to know that to accept it. You know, it's like, I mean, regardless of where, where they were with their relationship to God, that's a realization that they had to come to because let's face it. Most of us don't go to the doctor unless we realize that we're sick. So, you know, it's, it's that, that whole idea. And, you know, back to the whole, like, um, reasons to listen to Christian radio. And another thing that I, your buddy was who you were talking about from, from work who, uh, was saying that, you know, it was kind of relaxing. I mean, I can, I kind of get that. I mean, it ends up being almost more like a meditation more than anything else. It's just kind of like, it's like taking in positive vibes, letting it soothe you and, you know, make you feel better. And you're not going to think very hard. And that's, you know, that's fine. I, I don't think that that's bad, but ultimately it, it need. I think there is a need for stuff to be more than that. Mm hmm. That and also, I mean, I, I, I'm also grateful for the people who, you know, find enough meaning through listening to Christian music that that it does do something for them in a deeper way. But at the same time, I also kind of worry about people who that that is their their only thing. It's like, you know, maybe you should be reading some stuff, too. <laughs> I mean, cause right. on some level, depending on what kind of Christian music you're listening to. I mean, it's basically almost like you're listening to a lot of little sermonettes put to music to some degree. And just like anybody else who gives a, a sermon or a witness of some kind, you kind of should be checking it out a little bit more than just taking it as, well, you know, they're on this label or, you know, they say thanks, thanks to Jesus in their lyrics and, you know, that's good enough, right? They must be completely 
correct. And, right. You know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Bruce in the chat says, uh, quote, Aslan is a lion. Is he safe? Lucy asked. Safe. Mr. Beaver laughed. He's not a tame lion, but he's good. I think yeah. Andy Minio uses that same illusion in uh, You Can't Stop Me. You know, my, uh, my God is good, but he's not safe. And that's, I think that that's the, the, the idea, you know, God is good, but he also calls himself a jealous God. And that what he's jealous of is he wants your time. He wants to be the only God that you serve. He wants to know that he has you 100%. Um, you know, and so I think that's that we, we kind of twist that around in some respects. And I think that we allow the music and we allow the lyrics to be the things that teach us. And it's fine to do that to a degree because most of those lyrics, hopefully, uh, see you, Casey. Thanks for coming by. Hopefully those lyrics are based off of scripture and have a foundation in scripture, but I think a lot of times our issues come from when we allow those lyrics to be our scripture. And it's very easy for an ambiguity within a song lyric to become a theology that people grab onto when, in fact, it could be just an illusion that's made rather than a definitive statement. You know, I I still think, like Tom said a long time ago when uh, when he was in our chat room back in the day, you know, it used to be that we went to theologians for our theology, and now we go to artists for our theology. And I, I am very uh, nervous about that continuing to push itself, especially when we've got artists that, in my opinion, some are coming out for something that I feel like the Bible is definitely very much calling sin, you know, yeah. when, an, when an artist espouses something that they're doing in their life and, and they try to make the assumption that God is okay with it because it's ambiguous in the Bible, my gut reaction is, I don't think you've read your Bible very well then, because there's a lot of things out there that are very, very clear cut about how you should be living your life and things that you can and can't do. And it's not just about those set of rules, but if you're not maintaining that relationship with God, then it's easy for you to put words into his mouth, as it were, and say things um, as though they're from him when, in fact, they're not. Yeah, it's an easy thing to do. And, and also, I mean, it's also difficult when you're in the kind of a position because it, it's very easily to become isolated where everybody's kind of just telling you, yes, you're great. And, right. you know, that's all you hear. But yeah. Yeah, you, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy place to be. If you, Especially when you consider even more so than most most Christian musicians get their start and usually achieve whatever fame they're going to get by the time that they hit like between 19 and 25. And when I think back to where my head was at when I was between 19 and 25, I'm going, no, no. I didn't know anything when I was 19 to 25, and I thought I did. And now yeah. that I'm much, much older than that, I realize that I still don't know very much <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's true it's you know true. so i mean it's 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 an interesting conversation i think it's something that we need to check back on regularly i think we need to um look at the artists that we're listening to and i think that that we need to be diligent with taking their music and holding it up against scripture and seeing what is in fact worth listening to and uh because of its scriptural value and what we can say is just their opinion and good art. And I think it's possible to have both, 
You know, I think that you can do both. I think that it's okay for an artist to put a song on an album that is strictly for entertainment value. I have no problem with that because if if we want to believe that God created everything, then God created um, the ability for us to be entertained by things. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that what we want to be careful about is just making sure that we are diligent in our timing for most of it and a little bit of of goofing off as it were enjoying uh something strictly for the entertainment value of it is okay yeah i'd say that's i would say that's probably true yeah so there you have it all right well now that we got all serious right off at the beginning let's talk about something fun like t-shirts all right t-shirts we still got uh, plenty left they'll make as many as get ordered but uh We've had, the last I checked was earlier today, we sold four, so we're still six away from um, seeing any money from it. Once again, this is not necessarily about the money. We we love for you guys to get them just to have them, and that's great, but uh, just know that the time will run out uh, on whatever a week from Friday will be, so pretty pretty quickly. Quickly, yeah. Um, So we've got about nine days or so left before it runs out, and it'll run out on uh, Friday noon central, I believe, so... So if you're going to get them, get them. We've got three different colors in the in the unisex or guys shirts, however you want to put it. And then um, we have three colors in the girls shirts, too. So um, great Christmas present. Um, my plan, uh, unless Chris says differently, my plan is to, if we ever decide to do this again, to do a different design. So um, my thought is, is that these are just done once they're done. So, yeah. um, so don't. Don't look for a second chance on this one. So if you like it, grab it. And if not, then that's okay. And I'm, no one's feelings are going to get hurt, least of all mine. But <laughs> um, if you're going to get them, get them. They're 20 bucks. Tblaster.com exactly. forward slash R-N-A-H-P. Yeah. Grab them. And honestly, this is like an if you can, that's fantastic. Kirk is talking about how he's got to pull the Dave Ramsey right now. And I totally respect that, dude. I, oh, yeah. Sarah and I are there many, many times where we're looking at what we want to do and we're looking at what's in the budget. And sometimes those things just don't fall into the budget. So we totally get it. This is not a money grab. This is about a cool t-shirt. And if we make money at it, that's awesome. It supports the podcast. That's fantastic. But they'll make them even if only one gets ordered. So it's it's no skin off our eyes. It knows it's not costing us money to have this done. That's all there is to it. So if you can, great. If not, new design will be up at some point in the near future. There's another podcast that's recorded here in Petaluma, um, or just down the street in Petaluma, and they do this once every two or three months. They'll have a new design. They'll throw it up on T-Blaster. When it's gone, it's gone. They'll do T-shirts and sweatshirts, and that's it. You know, If you get it, great, and if you miss out on it, too bad. You... <laughs> You missed out on it. So I'm fine with doing that. If we've got people that are out there that want to submit ideas for T-shirts, totally down with that, too. I mean, that way it doesn't fall just on you. Yeah, and if somebody if somebody thinks they have just like a really killer design and they can design it, feel free to design it and throw it our way. Yeah. Um, we would love to be able to do that as well. I mean, you know, of course, assuming that's good. But I have faith in, in people who listen to this show. So we have very talented. Um, the other listeners. thing is is just something to throw out. If people want it, we can probably put this up on the Facebook as well once it gets closer. But I did see that T Blaster is also now doing um, zip up hoodies where they can print across the zipper now, so it can be like a full front zippered hoodie. So that can be cool to do once we get closer to Christmas or something. So um, we did that with Broken FM, and the company that we ordered them from uh, is who we normally get our Broken FM stuff from. And the next year, I wanted to do the same thing, and the guy talked me out of it because he says, we've 
done it and it's okay but he's like for screen printing it's really difficult to get the zipper to lay flat enough for the screen the you know the ink to go over and sometimes it puddles and it cracks and so he's like we'll do it if you really really want us to but if there's any way you could not do that we'd really kind of like it so it depends yeah. on how t-blaster does theirs if they do theirs with the inkjet type printer like you get at cafe press and that stuff it's probably much easier for them to be able to make that work i don't know what the style i don't know what their the printing is on these t's yeah I don't know either. They had just recently put up on their big banner across the top. They're like, we can now do this, so please order them. I'm like, well, that sounds cool. Yeah. No, I I have one of my favorite Broken FM sweatshirts actually has the logo across the zipper like that. And if I wear the T-shirt that I have the same logo style on underneath it, if I unzip it, it actually Ah. it keeps it going all the way across. How cool is that? That's pretty fantastic. (laughs) Hang on one second. My daughter has decided to come in here. So, uh, oh, you just need paper? Okay, was, all of a sudden, a, a little child was in my room, and I didn't realize that. <laughs> but at least you knew whose child it was. Well, That's yes. a good thing. That's <laughs> very true. That is very, very true. Okay, uh, uh, we've got some news stuff to talk about. Uh, 21 Pilots has actually uh, just announced that they're going to be the musical guest on Saturday Night Live on October 8th. So that is a little over a week and a half away. So very cool. I wonder what songs... They're going to perform. I'm guessing probably Heathens and Stressed Out. That would be my guess. Could be, although they did just do that cover of the My Chemical Romance song, Cancer, which apparently is getting ads and charted on Christian Rock Radio. So they have three songs in the top 30 right wow. now. Wow, I have not heard that cover yet, so I'm going to have to check that out. It's, it's different. It's really mellow. Yeah. Really mellow. So it's not aggressive in any way. It's 21 Pilots, but it's a, kind of a different side than... At least the radio singles have presented. So, well, I can't oh, okay. say "Heathens" is like a really like super upbeat song either. No, but it's moody, kind of like yes. uh, fairly local. Is you know, it kind of has that weird kind of silent you know, or, or quiet aggression to it. Right. This one's like really mellow. So I don't Good know. Deal. We'll see what happens with it. But I'm excited about it. I think I'm going to have to check that out. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, Good news for To Speak of Wolves fans. They have uh, solid first week sales. Not whales, Paul. (laughs) Solid first week sales. The thing is, is I use that as a script, and I totally read it right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Solid first week sales for their new album, New Bones. They were number 38 on the top Christian albums. They were number 48 top overall Christian and gospel albums, number 8 on iTunes Metal, and number 28 on iTunes Rock. So, honestly, iTunes Metal and iTunes Rock, not Christian Metal and Christian Rock. Like, overall Metal and Rock on iTunes. So, many kudos to them. That is fantastic. Good for them. Uh, let's see. Roland is currently working on a video for their new single, Soda Pop Kids, according to a recent Facebook post. Those guys, I um, I certainly enjoy their sound. Yeah, ditto. So it feels like it feels like an interesting gap in in the landscape of Christian rock right now that I really enjoy. Yeah, I uh, I agree absolutely. Uh, Kirk says it's a whale of an album. Ha ha. <laughs> Nicely done, Kirk. Nicely done. So 
According to a recent video interview with JR from both Love and Death and Islander, he says that they're still hoping to be able to release the new record in December, but that's assuming they can get their schedules to line up properly with three or four or with three of their four members currently involved in other projects. I'd asked Tim the other day, with JR being so busy in Islander, if he was no longer in Love and Death, and he didn't think that JR was still a part of that band. This apparently says that's not the case, that JR is most definitely still involved with Love and Death. Yeah, I mean, in the interview, I mean, it was very short. It was basically just kind of him monologuing about it, but he was saying, you know, you know, um, he was talking about going in and pot, trying to get some vocals in on it as well because he would like to, but it's just a matter of being able to be in the right place to record it. Yeah. Uh, said that he and Head had been kind of going back and forth on a lot of stuff and that it's it's making really good progress, but they just got to be able to all get in their pieces or all get in the same room long enough to make it happen. But, of course, um, I think his name is Dan, uh, who's their drummer, is playing for Red right now, too. Mm-hmm. So everybody's in like a very full-time band. I mean, you got red Islander and corn. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot busier than that right now. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they tour with that at all. Cause I don't know if that would make sense. Well, they could do love and death and red and corn on the same bill. <laughs> that would, don't get me wrong. I would go to that. <laughs> that but, would make uh, it easier <laughs> for them to be able to pull that off. Oh man, that's uh, that's fantastic. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you guys posted as to what's going on with that as we hear more. Busy schedules make it difficult. You would you'd think things with summer being over. I'd say like ninety eight percent of the festivals are all done for the year, put to bed. So now it's just regular shows. You know, I know that uh, we've we've got Disciple coming up. They're on tour with Red and Spoken and Random Hero, which that's honestly a bill that I would love to be able to get uh, eyeballs on. Um, you know, it, it just I think it's that big end of the year push for the the last bit of tours, and then um, I don't know. They may have to push it till after the first of the year for that Love and Death album to come out. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted as we know. And the other thing that I'm curious to see about is is it doesn't feel like Tooth and Nail's been very much in the conversation about this. So I don't know if they're just going to release it themselves or they're releasing it to somebody else or what. Because I have not heard a thing from Tooth and Nail about it. So. Well, I believe that Donna still serviced all of their, the, you know, the newest single, Low Lamento. I believe that she serviced that to Tim. Oh, really? See, I never got it. I never even knew it was technically a single. I thought it was just like a promotional thing they put no. out there as... I don't know. See, that's why Tim gets paid the big bucks to do his job. <laughs> and I just sit here and talk about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, one band that is getting mentioned now with Tooth and Nail is Disciple. Randomly, yeah. they came out with a nice little press release that said, Hey, by the way, the new Disciple album's called uh, Long Live the Rebels. It's coming out October 14th. And by the way, it's being released on Tooth and Nail. <laughs> like, where did that come from? I Wait, didn't even what? know this was in talks. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely good news. Comes on the heels of the band raising just shy of $130,000, which is over 200% of their original goal. And as we said earlier, they're out on tour with uh, Red Spoken and Random Hero. Fantastic show. And uh, there is word on the street that we... The Rock and a Hard Place podcast might actually get an opportunity to preview that album on the uh, the Wednesday before it drops. So uh, Paul had a chance to talk to Kevin, and it seems like everything's in good order. Um, 
Are we going to be able to get Kevin maybe for a Skype call to be on with us, or are we just getting permission to play clips from the album? Um, the conversation didn't go that far. I can okay. ask him if he would like to, um, for sure. Yeah. And I imagine it'll just have to do with their touring schedule as to whether or not that's possible, but right. I will ask, okay. um, for sure. Um, and we just, I'm assuming that you probably have access to this too, but I just got an email with access to be able to stream the tracks off the new disciple, but I haven't had a chance to do so yet. So I haven't gotten any access like that. Typically that stuff goes straight to the PD, which is Tim. Um, so my guess is that he's probably currently got the ability to stream it, but, uh, I'm hoping for Kevin to send you a download link at some point so that we can, uh, actually grab the, the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that means it's back from mastering, which is good, especially with a CD release so close. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Oh man. Uh, new music video from Memphis Mayfire just came out. It's for their song, this light I hold. And it features Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach. It hit YouTube just a few days ago. It's a dramatic video, and it does feature Shaddix on camera as well as on vocals. The song is the title track to Memphis's upcoming album that's going to be dropping October 28th, coming out on Rise Records. So uh, any of you Memphis May Fire fans, go check that out. Um, I saw it got posted to to Facebook through... um, memphis or maddie's personal page and um the wife was around so i could only watch parts of the video without the audio going so i have no idea what the song sounds like but uh it looked interesting just what i saw it looked like some kind of a courtroom scene or lawyery type thing like i said i i couldn't tell what exactly was going on because i couldn't hear it right and i'm wondering if they're going to do a part two for this because it ends kind of weirdly to me of course it's kind of hard to tell a fully encapsulated story that's not hokey inside three and a half minutes um but i kind of hope that they'll do some sort of a continuation kind of like red has done with a few of their videos because i think it could use an extension but the kind of the basic premise is is it appears as though they're setting it up to where it looks like um jacoby got kidnapped right after a show where he did a guest vocal spot with memphis may fire <laughs> and maddie Mc, or mad not maddie Mc, Maddie Mullins. Yeah. Maddie Mullins. Maddie Mullins is the chief suspect, and he goes on trial all the time. Uh, Jacoby is locked away in like a basement somewhere, and there's somebody watching after him uh, who's wearing a, a ski mask, and then the mask gets removed at the end. And gotcha. Uh, I won't spoil what it means because I don't really know anyway. But very yeah. cool. But it's a cool song, though. I mean, I would say it's got more. It's an aggressive song, but it doesn't have a ton of like the really metal screaming until like almost the very end and it's only about like maybe five seconds worth. So I think it's a song that could do well on Christian rock radio, but I don't know if it'll get serviced. So Maddie's definitely got a, uh, a unique voice and his talent to be able to both sing and be able to do the harsh vocal, you know, the screaming vocal or whatever is, uh, is very, very interesting. So we, uh, we'll keep an ear out for that. We'll see how it does when it actually, uh, if it hits the airwaves and see if we can get some play other than uh, Dustin's show from, uh, from 10 to midnight. See if we can't get it uh, on the air more during the daytime. If there's only a little bit of screaming, I think we might be able to pull that off. So we'll oh, yeah. have to check that out. Yeah. You know, I mean, Spoken gets played a lot during the daytime, and they probably have more screaming than what this is coming off yeah. with, it sounds like. so. Yeah, this, this kind of fits more along the line of, of maybe what a Papa Roach song would sound like uh, with just a teensy bit of, of metal vocal to it. But I would say that ultimately, you know, it fits in kind of the same vein as, as far as the heaviness of maybe like a, 
a more middle of the road demon hunter song or, okay. or like a love and death track, something like that. But it's good though. Gotcha. Good deal. Well, let's check out what Kirk has this week for the other stuff, shall we? Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Worship music is poised for a change. While many artists continue to emulate Chris Tomlin, there are a few, like Citizens and Saints, that buck the system and try to bring a rawer sound to the musical genre. With their latest album, A Mirror Dimly, the band continues to buck the modern music trends. His glory One trend the band does continue to follow is that there's no real rocking tracks on the album. There's several middle-of-the-road tracks and mellow tracks, but nothing to really get you going. It's not a bad thing, it's just, it just seems like a lot of worship music today is very melancholy and mellow. There are several songs on the album that would work great during Sunday morning worship. While the lyrics really don't break any new ground, they also don't stick to the current themes that are so popular in worship music today. Mirror Dimly, the new album from Citizens and Saints is available everywhere now. This has been Captain Kirk with the other stuff for the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. All right, so Citizens and Saints, formerly known as just Citizens, but we've talked about this before. They were... Uh, a part of that mega church up in uh, the Seattle area that kind of split apart when a bunch of their pastors wrote a letter that their senior pastor shouldn't be their senior pastor anymore. Uh, it's kind of a random situation, but they landed on their feet and apparently had to change their name because some other band named Citizens didn't like them using their name. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of funny how that works. So, Paul, I'm going to put you kind of in the driver's seat as to how we're going to go next, because you've got a main topic that you haven't launched on me yet, but it also has something to do with some other stuff. So why don't you just kind of take the reins here and and guide us? Okay, so sounds good. So this all kind of kicks off with a would you add it? And of course, would you add it is a time when we play just a, a, a snippet of a song and we we, uh, meaning Chris and I, uh, kind of discuss whether or not it's something that we would play uh, in our respective um, arenas, whether it be Broken FM or uh, the Christian Rock 20. And uh, I have not told Chris who this artist is. He has the actual file, but he doesn't know who it is because I, I labeled it something janky, so he wouldn't quite know. Um, so we're going to play the first 30 seconds and get kind of a reaction from that because Kind of the rule of thumb is, is when you send a radio person something, you kind of want something to happen in the first 30 seconds uh, that will grab you enough to either make you want to keep listening or to add it on, on the spot. So uh, take it away, Chris. Play the first chat.
All right. So that's the first 30 seconds. Reactions thus far? I like it a lot. Okay. This is good. But it sounds familiar. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, the intro, it's, it sounds like it could be a cover of a song that I know. But I don't. I don't I, think so. I, well, right. I I don't think yeah. it is. But that's the. It, it, there's a. There was a familiarity to the beginning. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so yeah, that yeah, yeah. that when I hear something that I think is familiar, it's actually going to intrigue me to want to listen to more. And then I like the vocal because it sounds a little bit like Need to Breathe. It also sounds a little bit like Raven Hill. So yeah. you know, I kind of like that style of vocal. Right. Yeah. So what I hear so far, I like. Yeah, ditto. And I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. And and now that you mentioned it, the the bass line to it sounds a lot like some of the bass off of uh, what most people consider to be the best Stavesaker album, which is uh, Speakeasy. So it has a similar tone to some other things I've heard before too. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you want to? Do you want to hear more? <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm going to choose your own adventure, or, or is it? Uh, what was that movie? Would you like to know more? Oh, oh, it's a Starship Troopers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when they're at the computer and it gives all the information, is, would you like to know more? And you hit the button in order to hear more. Uh, so, yes, I want to hear more. Okay, and, and then also keep in mind, at any point, um, we, uh, I had had contact with a member of this band, and there you will probably also notice that there's a file that is labeled full song. We have full permission to play the whole thing if we want to. Oh, I didn't see the file that was labeled full song. But uh, So if you want to, we can play the whole thing, or we can just take the first minute and a half, 30 second by 30 second, and I'm, I'm completely fine with uh, either of those options. Okay, well, um, let me look back in the folder, because I don't remember... Well, I tell you what, I'm going to play part two, and while that's okay. playing, I'm going to dig around and see if I can't find that uh, that full song. So this is part two of that track that I don't know anything about. She wrote a book of the past, but she's only dropping names. They all try to run, but they just can't hide. They all try to run, but they all just die inside. Water on the wood. Blood on the ceiling. That's Josh. Josh who? Josh Clifton. <laughs> you are correct, my good Yeah. Friend. That's totally Josh. <laughs> yes, he, he contacted me and said, um, I want you guys to use this as a would you add it, and I don't want you to tell Chris that it does, because I want an honest opinion about it. <laughs> That's totally, yeah. I mean, because the first little bit, I was like, man, that sounds kind of like Josh, but it was, you know, we only heard like, two or three words or whatever. Um, right. But that's where I made the Raven Hill reference and, and such, but no, that's totally Josh. That's absolutely uh Raven Hill. And even before knowing that I still did, I, their album soul is one of those albums that I can put on and listen to anytime. I don't have to be in the right mood to be able to listen to it like some other albums. You know, for Red, I've got to be in a mood for Red. I can't just throw it on at any time. 
Um, Switchfoot's vice versus, kind of the same way. I can throw it on any time. Uh, Guardian, Swing Swang Swung, one of my all-time favorite albums. I can throw that on any time and listen to it. I don't have to be in the right mood for it. And that's that's how I feel about Soul. So, I mean, this kind of has that same vibe. It's a little slow for what most rock radio stations would want to play. But at the same time, it gives you that nice little tempo shift to where if you could work it out so that you've got this really fast song and rather than trying to ramp people up to another fast song, you could kind of throw this in as that median between a couple of quick songs to bring the pace down a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I like it too. And um, apparently this is the reason why this is kind of a build up to, to the topic um, is that this is a song that I think he had mentioned to us existed before, um, but they are written, have written for a horror movie. Oh. Um, and the song itself, um, while it has no cursing in it, is rather dark subject matter because it's about this lady very seriously contemplating, I think in some detail, about killing her husband, I believe. Okay. And um, he was saying that he's not sure how people will feel about that, and he's very curious to hear us kind of hash out what we think about that kind of an idea. Interesting. Interesting. So... Um Christian artists writing songs for horror, or we could even just say like an R-rated movie. Um, right. You know, a movie that would not be considered, uh, the word we like to use is family-friendly. You know, that's the, that's the, the term du jour uh, for that kind of stuff. That's kind of interesting. You know... <sighs> We talk so much about purpose and intent and how we need to be intentional about our faith. But I also know that the guys at Slow Speak that run uh, Slow Speak, they are more like believers who run a label and don't necessarily classify themselves as a Christian label. And if you were to check out some of the other acts that are on slow speak um there's a guy that uh what what is it it's like um i can't think of the name now i saw him at the i saw him at the slow speak showcase in san francisco last year and he does what talking about davy basinger no 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 davy's no longer with them Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had a bit of a differing opinion on some things with uh, the owner and the owner's wife, and so he oh. has parted ways with Slow Speak. It was amicable, uh, you know, so I don't, I certainly don't want to be like spreading rumors about anything that went right. down bad. It was just Davey wanted to kind of head one way, from what I heard, and James and his wife wanted to head a, another direction, and they couldn't come together on it. And so they, Davey just said, you know, I think it's time for me to move on and, and find something else. So okay. the amicable split. Everything is good from what I know uh, and all good. It's so, but they have a guy who does like poetry to music. And I know people are like, well, that's just a song. But this is... <laughs> This is different. Music, yeah. This is uh, this is different, and I can't I can't think of the name. But I, I mean, his if you go and, and listen to any of his stuff, there's some swearing in it, and not just 
a little bit, like it sprinkles in through the conversation and some conversations that we had backstage or that I overheard him having backstage were very much the same type of thing. So like this, the language and and all of that is definitely a big part of his life. That's who he is as a person. Um, And, you know, so it it was, um, I could tell that he wasn't a believer and I had, you know, I talked to Josh afterwards and, and he pretty much confirmed it. The rest of his band wasn't able to be there. So it was just him doing a dry run of, of uh, reciting some of the lyrics and stuff. So it, it was interesting nonetheless, but not really my style. Um, yeah. So I know Slow Speak does that. And I know that Slow Speak has also wanted to um, try and get their artists things like video game soundtracks. And um, he's gotten talky at one point, and this may still be the case, um, Talkie was at one point on like rotation within the airline, some airlines in flight music. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of there. So it doesn't surprise me to see a band like Raven Hill getting put out through these other channels as a way to get some exposure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know a ton of details about the movie itself other than um, I know another person who's working maybe even a little more closely than that with the movie, but definitely contributing some music is is Rocky Gray of Living Sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, who's like a huge horror movie buff. Like if you if you're if you follow his Facebook feed at all, it's like tons of horror movie stuff like that's just his thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to see how that sort of thing goes. But um, anyway. Um, just to give you an idea of some of the conversation that he and I had, I finally figured out where it was that I had that conversation because it was on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, I was going to say. Email. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but the movie is supposed to be called uh, Volumes of Blood slash uh, or colon horror stories. Um, anyway, he said there will be a second wait, 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 version wait, wait, of wait, the wait, song. Wait, 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 wait. Colon horror stories? Colon. Oh! <laughs> Horror what? stories from your colon. Whoa, wait, Crap. wait a minute. What, what in the world? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> buckets of blood or volumes of blood, colon horror stories. That <laughs> You need to see a doctor. <laughs> I think I heard about this on the side effect of one of those new uh, medications that they're advertising on TV. Buckets of blood, volumes of blood, horror stories. It may be your colon. Go see a doctor. Oh, my goodness. That was the best misunderstanding I've had in a long time. Thank you for that, Paul. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, Josh said there will be a second version that they'll release later, but that's the version that we played that's going to be for the film. Um, He says um, it's about uh, it's a song that he says he wrote for the movie. Um, It's a viewpoint of a woman who's contemplating murdering her husband slash boyfriend. Um, who has been abusing her for years. The resolve is that she ends up not killing him because she remembers that she should not give in to her evil desires, but that may only seem relevant after a few listens. So you may be overcome with the fact that she's contemplating killing somebody and never really knows that she doesn't do it, Um, which, you know, I kind of get. It sounds silly to say that in that context, but when you're listening to a song, sometimes it takes a few listens to catch everything. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, But anyway, (laughs) he says he assumes the answer is no, um, but uh, we will not add it because of the content, but he thought that it would be an interesting conversation to have whether or not it's okay for bands to have 
uh, a Christian audience to release something like this? And should they change their name when they release songs for places like this and songs that are like this? So it's funny that he brought that up because that was one of the first thoughts I had is, are they releasing this under the name Raven Hill or are they going to use a pseudonym for the movie? And and it's not that I have an opinion one way or the other. I'm just, you know, that's kind of the, that's the stuff that would pop into my brain as do right. they do that under the name Raven Hill and worry about the potential repercussions or... Is this something that they, um, you know, that they they change their name for, and nobody knows? I mean, people that would hear it might go, "Boy, that sounds a lot like," um, but Josh. Yeah. yeah, must yeah. not be because it doesn't say Raven Hill. <laughs> well, so ultimately, though, the 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 big question is: Is this appropriate? Like, is it in our opinion? Is it okay for? Christians to be involved in this kind of content production. Um, you know, <laughs> I think if we want to take a hard line and like an absolutely biblical, scriptural, um, you know, stance, I would say no, because I think it would fall under the idea of don't give even the appearance of evil. Um, you know, so I mean, from a, it, it, from like, we're talking like the ultimate Southern Baptist, like fire and brimstone type attitude. I, you know, I would think that that would, the answer would be a resounding no, stay away from it. But we look at the media that we consume on a regular basis, the types of things that we watch. And I think that, you know, to, to some degree, we have to be the gatekeepers of what we put in front of our face. We look at content like that, and, and I think you have to ask the question, is it beneficial to us to watch a horror film? <laughs> What's the benefit? Well, it's entertainment, but what images does it put inside our heads? You know, the music we listen to paints pictures just as much as a, as a movie does, but some people feel that Movies, because you see it, the stimulation that it creates within your brain is completely different than just hearing a particular song. So, you know, this is an area that I don't have, like, a concrete answer for. For me, personally, I would probably avoid doing a project like that if I were the artist, just because I wouldn't want to run the risk of potentially tainting something you don't want to poison the well. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's it's not literally me and it's not my career that that is being messed with. It's it's Josh and Josh's band and if the band uh as a whole feels like they are okay to do this, like it's not something that goes against their faith, then it's not my position to be able to judge that, you know? Ah. I don't think that there's a, a real clear-cut answer, aside from, again, like I said, if I were to go, like, ultra-conservative pinpoint, um, you know, would would be to say, scripturally, I don't think that anybody should have anything to do with that. But that would involve watching a horror film like that, you know, acting in a horror film, and that kind of stuff. But everybody else is at different levels of their faith with the things they watch and the things they listen to, and so... Ultimately, I mean, the decision rests with the people, and the and the repercussions are going to be whatever they're going to be. 
as I, I feel like I'm like going in a big round circle here. So, yeah, well, and I see what you mean. And it's, and it's funny because it's hard to, it's hard to know exactly how to feel about that. And I, I feel conflicted as well on some level, especially college age. Me thought that was really awesome. Um, because I mean, project 86 and POD and maybe even one other band at one point were on like the Blair Witch two soundtrack and we're in the film. <laughs> okay. And, um, originally when Demon Hunter first come on the scene, the first track off of their first record was supposed to be on the Freddy vs. Jason album and some sort of scheduling conflict made it to where that couldn't happen. Um, you know, and that's kind of like the, like the ultimate of, of horror films. I mean, there, you know, there's, um, you know, there's plenty of, of, of objectionable content in there to go around to where people, if people were going to be mad about something, that would probably be the one. Um, but you know, and then some people in the chat room are commenting that, you know, the directors of the Conjuring movies are, are Christians. And, um, you know, I've seen some horror movies that, you know, maybe straddle the line between horror and thriller that definitely have some huge Christian overtones. And mm -hmm. that, I think, made me think a little bit more about things than a bunch of the family-friendly films that I've seen throughout my life by a lot. But, you know, I think it's one of those things where, like many things, uh, you know, we all kind of have to... To, to what is it, the, the feel out our own salvation with fear and trembling and, and you know, we need to make those decisions are on our own. And, yeah. um, and I think the rest of us need to, you know, uh, be more concerned with our own decisions than other people's ultimately. But <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it is hard though, because I mean, you know, and, and a lot of it I think just has to do with the fact that it's an indie horror film that we'll, none of us will probably ever see or hear of once the initial hype of, oh, Ravenhill's and uh, Rocky Gray are on the soundtrack. To after that, it'll be like, oh yeah, it's a, you know, it's not going to do anything. I mean, nothing against Rocky or Raven Hill or anybody else, but it's going to be an indie horror film, um, you know. And I think that a lot of times we kind of can be a little bit more agreeable towards the bigger budget ones because then we're like, well, you know, all the the evil Satanist metalheads who buy the soundtrack to Blair Witch Two because they think it's going to bring them closer to Beelzebub will maybe find God through Project Eighty Six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know what to do with it personally, but well, I think it's interesting. We, we, you know, I mean, we know scripturally that God works all things together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Okay. So, I mean, is it, is it possible that God could use this song by Raven Hill on this indie horror film to do some good? Absolutely. It's possible because God is God and it's not up to me to put him in a little tiny box and say what it is that he can and can't do. I know that he holds true to what he is in scripture. He never changes. So his attitude towards things um, is going to be the same. Just because it may not be the right thing for them to do doesn't mean that it can't bear a little bit of fruit in some weird, strange way. And I know people are probably going to want to take me to task on that, and that's fine. You're more than welcome to. I, my beliefs are basically that, my beliefs. It's based off of years being in church, years being under the tutelage of people that I believe um, know Scripture very well and are ordained by God to be put in the positions that they're in in order for that to in order for them to teach and to talk and and that kind of stuff um but it's also done on my own you know with with study and and information and that kind of stuff that I've gleaned myself that being said I'm not a bible scholar I am not a learned man in all the ways of scripture I do know that Paul talks about anything is permissible but not everything is profitable and I think we've mentioned it on this show uh, a few times before, you know, I mean, grace is abundant. Grace can cover 
anything because that's what it's designed to. But does that make it okay to go and live your life any way that you want to, expecting that that grace is going to be there at the very end to uh, to cover up? You know, the people use the term carnal Christian of a person who grew up in the church and became a believer at a young age and then later on in life turned their back on God and and walked away. You know, do you believe once you're saved, you're always saved, that you cannot lose your salvation? Because if that's the case, then just because they turn their back on God doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to heaven. If you believe that, you know, then there's the argument of, well, were they ever saved to begin with? That's an argument that we can't make. It's not up to us. It's not my job to know whether Paul is saved or not and to be able to tell Paul whether or not I think he's saved. That's not my job. My job is to love Paul. My job is to to be a brother to Paul, to be a friend to Paul. My job is to tell Paul about Jesus' love and hope that Paul has actually, in fact, put his faith in Jesus to save his soul. You're laughing at me. You just keep on talking about, you keep on using my name, and it cracks me up just a little bit, and it makes me smile. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the that's the goal. I mean, yeah. I would want all of our listeners to to hear that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus died, that Jesus rose, that Jesus is the only thing that can save you from your sins. I mean, that's the that's what I want all of our listeners in and amongst all of the fun that we have, all the music that we play, all the garbage that we talk, you know, to and 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 from each other and that kind of stuff. Oh, Josh is in the chat room right now. <laughs> you know, it's for a bit. <laughs> he, well, I'm sure he has, but it's 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 that um it's that kind of thing to where I can't I can't judge anybody else based off of their actions because I don't know their heart. I can right. make assumptions, which in my opinion is wrong of me to do so, but because I'm human and because I'm a sinner, I'm going to make those assumptions. You know, that's just that's a part of that's a part of who we are as people. Um, but you know, I, ultimately it's up to the individual. I think that we have to take a step back and let that person do what it is that they're going to do. We go back to the Brian head Welch thing where he went back to corn. And what was the big conversation that everybody had Paul when he did that? What was everybody saying about him? Well, it was the common, it was either the a, yay, he's going to go back and minister to corn and fans of corn or B. Well, he's just flushed it all down the toilet and is going right back to where he started. That ain't good because he done wrote a book about leaving him and why he left him. And going back is obviously just a return to the sin, like a dog to its own puke. And, you know, it's, it's kind Jab a needle in his vein. I yeah. I identified. <laughs> yeah. Jab a needle in his vein. He's done. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that was the idea. I think that Brian's had an opportunity to do a lot more good being with corn than he has even with, you know, love and death and writing his books and, and doing that kind of stuff, you know? So is it possible that this is an opportunity for Josh and for Raven Hill to be able to minister to people in a, in a place that they normally would not have that opportunity? Yeah, it's completely possible. And, you know, hopefully that's the kind of fruit that will come forth with this. Would I be comfortable if it were me and my band? No, I don't think I would be comfortable for me to do it. But A, that's why I'm not in the band Raven Hill or in any band, period. That's why I sit comfortably behind my microphone and make judgments about everybody else and what they do. Right. It's more fun that way. It either, is. Right? I agree. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Josh says, um, uh, if this song was in a movie like Captain America, Civil War, or God's Not Dead, would this be okay? <laughs> See, and that's where it 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 becomes this. You you really begin to split hairs with where you stand on media content and media consumption. Um, a stylistically, this song doesn't fit either one of those movies. Uh, you know, and so just think for myself, if it was in God's Not Dead, no, that's not. A no, movie. that's. Not- <laughs> <laughs> did you see the uh, Did you see the Babylon Bee article a couple of months ago that basically said Congress passed a law blocking the creation of God Is Not Dead three? No. But- yes. I need to look that I, up. I almost tagged you in that. It was very well written and hysterical, and I thought, oh, Paul needs to see this, and then I got busy and uh, and, yeah. and didn't even. So I, more acceptable by most people in the mainstream, Josh, yes. Um, as far as the Christian mainstream is concerned, yes, that would probably be considered more acceptable because for some reason we're okay with superhero violence and we're not okay with um, as much the the blood and guts violence or the plotting murder of a spouse in that kind of a situation. Context is king for a lot of people. You know, it's okay to believe that Iron Man can actually fly and shoot these invisible bolts out of his hands and all of that kind of stuff than it is to think about real people that are going through the thoughts of killing their spouse because real people have those thoughts. Those are real things that happen on a regular basis. And... You know, so it becomes this we we're we're okay to live in fantasy world with the movies that we watch, but I think that we need to take that out and begin to deal with those real subjects in society as well. Can I and I'm just want to say one thing. Oh man. I'm gonna drop this, pull the pin, <laughs> just leave it there. Tim Lambesis. Okay, we can move on now. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I thought about say you know say I thought about making even more of a joke of it when you're like you know real people have thoughts of killing their spouse I'm like yeah just ask Tim Lambesis it happens <laughs> I have a desire to, to to have an amped energy drink right now <laughs> I don't know what that I don't know what it is oh man uh, Bruce says some of the most evil things are those that look the most like good and you know I think that that's I think that's true. I, I don't know. Josh, more power to you, man. If this is where you feel that you guys are supposed to be, then that's then that's fantastic. You know, is it an opportunity that I would be excited about if it were me? No, but that's the that's the awesome thing is it's not me. You know, yeah. it's it's you guys that are the ones that are having to make this decision. Are you going to have people upset with you if they find out? Yes, absolutely. You're going to have people that are not going to like the fact that you guys put your song in a horror movie. But here's the thing. They're not you either. They're not the ones responsible for making that decision. You are. And if you have taken the time to honestly, you know, honestly search out and decide that this is something that you think your band should do, then do it. I, I can't tell you a reason not to because I'm not you. (laughs) Yeah, true. But now back to the original question. Would you add it? <laughs> um, if I didn't know the content, like if I could, if I were to listen to it and not really grasp that that's how dark it was, 
I probably would add it just on the sound and style alone. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure about the content. Now, see, this is where for Broken FM, we can get away with adding it without too much difficulty because we're not beholden to anybody about what we play. And I know right. that we play, you know, uh, we play a great cover of um, Don't Fear the Reaper. Mm-hmm. And we had some people that called up that were really upset that we were playing that song. Don't you know it's about suicide? And we're like, no, here's this article about the guy who wrote the song, and it's not about suicide at all. It's about love transcending death. Okay, so take that and go be your horrible self. Um, <laughs> uh, let me see. So... You know, we could probably get away with playing because we play some stuff that's kind of dark and foreboding. I mean, if you listen to um, to Dear Ichabod, uh, I think it is, where he screams off with their head. We play that on a regular basis. I mean, can you imagine being someone tuning through and coming across this quote unquote Christian station and all of a sudden you've got uh, Andrew Schwab screaming off with their heads? You know, I mean, that's a bit disconcerting, but we know the content of the song ultimately is meant to be a good thing thing it's it's so hard it's hard to walk that line on a regular basis it really is difficult so basically what you're saying is you would have to dissect it a little bit more and and think about it and pray about it and commiserate with 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 tim if you were very serious about it yeah definitely Uh, tim would probably add it without a second thought but but that's but that's what he that's what he is in charge of doing he takes a listen to it he's he he listens to the sound of it. He tries to check the lyrics to the best of his ability. But if it's something that he thinks will fit, he'll add it. And if it stirs up a controversy, he's fine with that. He's happy with sitting down and talking to people or emailing them or a phone call or whatever the case may be to explain to somebody why he chose to do this and what the reason is behind it. It's it's fine for him. He's he's okay with that. God bless him. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wish want to I take had a thicker skin about stuff like that. But, you know. yeah, well, that's me too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take the heat. Somebody would call in and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'll pull the song right now. Thank you." You know. I mean, that's that's just. I'm the same way. I don't want the confrontation. I, I really right. don't. Um, you know. And and Tim, in in that regard, when it comes to the music, he's very passionate about what we play and making sure. Um, that it it meets the standard and the criteria that he has in his head that makes it okay for Broken FM to play it. So fair enough. Now, since Josh is in the uh, in the chat room, I will uh, I will throw this out to both you, uh, Chris, and to Josh. Um, how would everybody feel if we tacked on to the very end of the podcast, like after it's over, if we tacked the song on there? Yeah, I would go ahead and do that. It's not in the Dropbox. I don't I don't see the full oh, song. Yeah, I hmm. don't see the full song in there. So if I don't know if there's a way for you to get it to me before the end of the show, but um, it's not there currently. Oh, that's very odd. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I see the three would you add it's, but that's it. Hmm. So well, I'll tell you what, if I forward the email to you that's got the song in it. Yeah, I can grab that. That, that works. Yeah, right absolutely. There. So I just want to read, you know, Josh in the chat. He says, I feel like I should say that I'm not trying to get huge from this, and I struggled with whether or not to put it in the movie at all or even to release this song, period, because of the subject matter. But I added lines to give it a redemptive quality, to give hope in a dark situation. So, you know, understanding that that's the 
the thought process helps me. And, and, you know, Josh, honestly, I would never doubt that that's where your heart is. Uh, you know, so if, if you feel like I've been hard on you, please don't, <laughs> you know, don't take it that way. I'm an opinionated guy and I was asked a direct question. So I felt like I had to give a direct answer. And that also gives, you know, the listeners to this podcast a little bit of an understanding of, you know, where I come from, what my bent is. I'm typically what you would call very, very conservative in a lot of those ways. I never saw any of the Jason films. The only horror movie that I can ever say that I've watched is the Scream movie. Hmm. I just, I, that's just not my thing. I've never enjoyed it. I've never seen a purpose in it, but I have friends and even family who have seen every single one of the Friday, the 13th movies, and they absolutely rave about them and love them. It's just not my, you know, it's not my cup of tea. So that's, that's where I'm at on it. Uh, Josh says, I hope you never pull punches with me. I never will. <laughs> Bruce says mortification. Uh, uh, yeah, Bruce know. says mortification has a song about martyrs. There's just something about hearing them grunt, "Die for your faith, die for what you believe in." There you go. So that's not a happy, happy, family friendly song. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Not so much. Although you could change it just slightly and put a poppy beat to it, and it could be a newsboy song for God Dead, God's Not Dead Three. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, you sent me a blood and water. Oh, blood water yeah. Raven Hill. Gotcha. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's the name of the song. I'm assuming, by the way, is blood yeah. water. So that's fine. Not a problem. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and download this, and okay. uh, and then what we'll do is we'll tack it on at the end of the show. We'll play it on the stream too. So we'll just we'll play the outro and then we'll play the song. So stick around on the stream, uh, and you can hear the end of it. And of course, it'll be tacked on to the end of the audio episode also. Uh, let me see here. We've got a song blender. You know what? We do. So I hear anyway, maybe. <laughs> the song blender. Okay. Note to self, turn up volume on iPad before hitting play. It's just a simple thing. So, um, as we do each week, um, we've got a small clip of a song that we know that Chris is familiar with. And if not, chooses to uh, listen to on a regular basis um, that we're going to take a chunk of it. We're going to flip it around backwards. We're going to change the pitch and then play it for Chris and, and see if he can guess it. It's really that simple. And if he doesn't guess it with that version, then we'll take the pitch bend off and play it backwards and see if he gets it then. And then if not, then, then we just play it forwards and um, the mockery ensues. The mockery ensues. That makes me so happy. Love Good. <laughs> All right. Here is uh, Pitch Bent and Backwards version number one. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it sounded a little bit like Andy Minio. Uh, that would be a good guess. Um. How you get Andy Minio from that is really amazing to me. Well, you didn't say it was Andy Minio, so it might not be amazing. Well, either way. <laughs> are you are you giving me a hint? Um Oh, man. 
Um, but I don't know the song off the top of my head, so I'm going to move over to the version without the bend. All okay. right. Wow. You sure this is something I know? It should be. If it's not, I'm going to be very sad for you because it's a very good song. I'm sure Josh will disagree, but I like it a lot. <laughs> okay, here it is again without the pitch bend. Wow, I have no idea. Really? None? About to be very sorry for you in one of two ways. Either one, because you're just really not getting it at all, or two, because you haven't heard the song, which which may be a bigger travesty, honestly. But still, uh, I'm gonna try this one more time. Hang on. I mean, it sounds familiar, but there's nothing in that clip that is standing out to me as. Oh, yeah. So sometimes I'll hear a little bit and I'll be able to flip it in my brain and go, oh, that totally sounds like this. This is not one of those times. Yeah. Um, Josh wants to know the song that sounds better backwards than forward. <laughs> well, I think that's subjective. <laughs> 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 Just like a lot of things in life. That's totally subjective. Uh... <laughs> okay. One more time backwards. See, it's, I know I know it. I'm sure you do. <laughs> oh, my word. I, I give up. I don't know. It's like poking a body with a stick to see if it's dead yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to play it forwards and see if I can get it now. Okay. <laughs> or perhaps Paul didn't check the audio again, and it's still backwards. Why? Why does this always happen to me? Because you don't I, check your work. <laughs> But I was so careful. I Apparently so not. Careful. If you'd have listened to it, <laughs> then you would have known. <laughs> I was so careful, I didn't even listen to the final cut after I saved it. But see, that's what weirds me out, is I only saved three files. That's the part that really screws with me. It's like, I saved it three times. And I changed it every time. How could it? I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> I have I have no defense. All right. Well, none. I guess we'll find out next week what song that actually was. <laughs> <laughs> leave everybody tune leave, in next time. Leave everybody the Place podcast. That's right. This is our cliffhanger episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, we can open with time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could just start off with it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that can be our opening instead of our current one. We could just yeah. do that instead. <laughs> well now all the tables have turned and i feel like the dumb one so are you gonna say what it is or are we gonna literally wait till next week i think we should wait till next week 
Oh man, because you know I can just I can um, if I had another uh, DAW on my uh, setup, I could actually just flip it around and and play it in reverse, you know. But uh, I'm I'm not that classy right now. I only have one digital audio workstation, so you know how that goes. All right, well, yeah, well my stairs past the sleeping baby so <laughs> yeah let's talk about your noise trade picks you've got three of them and uh, all three of them look very interesting so go ahead and uh let's let's see what's going on there and they're quite varied as well um the first one is probably the one that may surprise people the most that i picked as a noise trade pick um when i was working at power fm in dallas um these guys were brand new and we played their very first single i think um and I had high hopes for them to stick in the kind of the rock lane, and they've kind of they've kind of straddled the line for a long time. They don't chart on the rock charts. I mean, they're very much a CHR pop CCM kind of band now, but um, they have some really good solid songs, and I think they stand out in the lane that they're in. Um, we're talking about the Afters, and they have a song that's called "Live Forever" that is very Coldplay esque that I like a lot. That's current right now, um, but they've released a a sampler that crosses. The last decade, which is they call it the first decade sampler, um, and it's got songs from practically every record they've released up to this point. And I uh, just pulled a clip from one of them, so in case you just really don't know who the actors are or think that their stuff is all completely bubblegum, um, this is a song that is a little bit more rocking than maybe some of the stuff that you've heard. So here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I was kind of worried that none of the tracks on there were going to be any of the ones that actually had some good guitar in it. But um, yeah, I mean, I like them. They're very. They're. I mean, they're definitely pop rock. I mean, they're not heavy, but um, they do have some good stuff, and they're worth checking out. And like I said, it's called the first decade, and it has um, everything back to uh, their first record. The only song that I really wanted to be on there that's not is a song called "Never Going Back to Okay" that I would recommend. Um, I believe it's either off of their first or second album and it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun i really like it so no. anyway but check it out for free or pay what you want on noisetrade.com awesome very cool. very cool two more left two more left uh the next one is by the band who i mispronounced last time uh the stria right yep yes stria okay so now recently they've kind of gone dormant i don't actually think they're doing anything right now i think their two main members went on to form that kind of electronic project on the side and then it just kind of dissolved after they left um but randomly i'm guessing it was put up recently because it's one of the top downloads currently um they put up their first record um called chimera and it's it's a completely different style than i ever knew they were because right (laughs) before they broke up it was kind of mixing electronics with with rock and the vocals just never did work for me in that capacity. Like I, I could have seen it being good cause I didn't think the, the musicianship was bad, but the vocals just didn't seem like it went with the music to me. Um, and this explains why, because apparently they started out as kind of a new rock slash somewhat rap core kind of band. And maybe I'm a nerd, but I still kind of like 
like that. So they put up their entire album Chimera um, on Noise Trade. Don't know how long ago, but um, I grabbed it. I'm liking what I've listened to thus far. So here is a track from that. When will I get this? The chance is stacked against the possibility of a life. Our eyes are watching me without the constant need to deny that I'm yours and you're mine. When will I get this? I want the shining lights again. If it means that I'll return to you. Sick and tired of falling, what's that joy? But it's So there you go. That is Straya from their album Chimera. And uh, yeah, I mean, the album cover is pretty cool, too. It's kind of kind of weird looking. Um, it's like a hand growing out of a torso where the head should be. And then there's trees coming out of the fingertips. But yeah. uh, it's 12 songs. And, you know, give it a shot. Like I said, it's free. I mean, you can pay them some money if you want to. But it's worth giving a, a shot if for nothing else just because why not? There aren't that many rapcore bands doing stuff anymore. Anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we uh, we played a couple of Straya songs. They got sent to us through our submission email, and we were happy to play them because they sounded good. Um, but I just want to let people know Straya is spelled S-T-R-I-A. That way you understand yeah. how it's spelled. So when you go to look for it, uh, you're not trying to figure out how to spell it. So S-T-R-I-A. And definitely... Definitely worth a uh, worth a listen. And Paul, Tom Labonte just joined the chat room. Oh my goodness! I know. Like, where's the rest of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse? Tell I never me. thought this would happen. Again. Tell me about it. So, uh, welcome, Tom. It's good to see you, buddy. It's been a long time since you've uh, graced us with your presence. Tis true. Tis true. All right. So the last one is um, by an artist who seems to be getting some buzz in the Christian hip hop community. He goes by the name which I'm assuming his is, is his own because it doesn't sound like a stage name. Um, Corey Paul, that's C-O-R-E-Y, and then Paul, like me. Um, he's based out of Houston, and he's got a record on Noise Trade that is called uh, Where Tomorrow Goes. Is that what it's called? Oh, where to go? Today, Tomorrow. Yeah, Today, Tomorrow, Forever. That's what it's called. Sorry. The, it doesn't actually say at the very top what the name of it is, and then I had to look for the title track in there. Um, so anyway, it's called Today, Tomorrow, Forever by Corey Paul, and I pulled a clip from a track called uh, Top Rope, which um, features Derek Miner, who we're a fan of around here. Um, he's not in the clip, but he is on the song, and I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where this guy goes, so let's hear the clip from that. It's funny, the uh, the background on that, the bass line, as soon as I heard it, it reminded me of Dirty Water by Lecrae. Yeah, I can see that. It's a bit, yeah. it, you know, it's one off the uh, Anomaly album, but just that that bass line, the way that it hit, that's what it reminded me of was uh, was Lecrae's Dirty Water. So, yeah, I can see that. Not that that's sure. a bad thing. No, no, most definitely not. I think that that thing, that song, would rattle your car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can definitely. Yeah, you need to put that in the goodies folder for me. Yes. 
goodies folder it shall go. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Corey Paul, the song, the album is called Today, Tomorrow, Forever. It's got 10 tracks on it. It uh, features um, guest appearances from Jordan Jones, Swoop, um, J. Paul Sings, Bruce uh, Takara, and Derek Miner. So it's got some power behind it. And uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's a guy who seems to be putting in some effort and, and making stuff on his own because he doesn't seem to have any label cooperation that I know of at the moment. And I don't know. I don't think we've heard the last from him. So I'm, well, I'm curious cool. to see where he goes. That's awesome. Good deal. Well, thank you as Thanks. always, Paul. That's, uh, you, you always have a, have a way of picking some good stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for us tonight. We want to remind you, get your T-shirts. If you, if you haven't already, there's lots of links all over the place. You can hit up our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash rockonahardplacepodcast. Uh, there's lots of links all over that for you. Uh, you can also check us out on our Twitter, RNAHP Podcast is our Twitter handle, so be sure to utilize that as well. Uh, no Garrett tonight. He said there was nothing new and noteworthy uh, worth making a show for. So uh, as we have new uh, crowdfunding campaigns, be sure that we will let you know about them. And uh, that's kind of Garrett's job now, so I'm super stoked that he's taking that on. Yeah, no kidding. We also have I our... Like it. Sponsor Tweaked Audio at TweakedAudio.com. Loads of styles, loads of colors. Uh, they will not work in an iPhone 7, uh, so I'm sorry to disappoint you. No, they will if you use the little dongle, okay? All the haters can just stop hating. Uh, but they do offer a lot of different styles, colors, varieties that you can choose from. Lifetime warranty, free shipping, and if you use the code HARDPLACE, you get a discount, um... And, uh, you know, it's up to 33% off. It's definitely worth that little bit of investment. And we get a bit of a kickback when you use that code hard place as well. So be sure to uh, be sure to utilize that for us. We would love it. There's also our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash R-N-A-H-P. Donate as little or as much as you want per month. We are so grateful for those that take the time to support this podcast, allow us to do our web hosting and all of that good stuff. And uh, just thanks for partnering with us. I mean, even if you don't have any money and you just listen, we appreciate that too, because uh, it's the only way our voices get heard is by you choosing to click the link and download the latest episode. So thanks a bunch for that as well. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. I think you've got it pretty well covered. Stay tuned after the outro for that uh, Raven Hill song. Yes, absolutely. So that is going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Super, super excited. We love it. I'm Chris Cooner. I'm Puckett. We'll do our best to see you next week, guys. Have a good one.
book of the past, but she's only dropping names. They all try to run, but they just can't hide. Lives in me. 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 Lives in